Andrew. And I'm Philip. And this is Cinematic Protastic. <laughs> today's episode. Wonder. Won't know. Uh, today's episode, <laughs> we're going to focus not necessarily on a specific, <coughs> specific film, uh, but uh, Marvel. Marvel versus DC. Um, and so, sorry for the rocky start there at the beginning. Um, before the, we pressed record, we had some uh, shenanigans. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing crazy, just uh gonna listen to this. They're gonna hear that be like, these guys are gay. <laughs> one basically just one of those things where it's not funny to say our names, but we kept saying our names at the start of the show and it was it was cracking us up. Uh so <laughs> So we're sorry for that, but it, it good, leads off with a good comedic anyway, anyway. So today's episode, we're going to focus on the Marvel Cinematic Universe versus the DC Extended Universe, uh, or the DCEU versus the MCU. Um, uh, with this, you know, uh, Marvel has like what sixteen films out. I got eight. Yeah. Quite a bit. Let me speak English uh, there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you speak Bachi? <laughs> um, DC has four. So it's a little bit of an unfair fight, I think. But, uh, you know, so I, I might kind of focus strictly on the first four Marvel versus the first four uh, DC, but you kind of can't uh, ignore the rest Where of their libraries. Um, because Marvel kind of, I think, forced DC's hand. Because uh, I don't think Man of Steel was meant to be an opening to the, their universe. I think they were just like, hey, let's make a Superman movie. Um, and then uh, Marvel did really well. And they're like, well, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I, I think Man of Steel was meant to be uh, not necessarily to the point where let's introduce Batman and all the other characters of Man of Steel, um, but I think their their plan was this is the start, but we're not going to necessarily bring in any, in anybody else because if this is a failure, we can start again. But if yeah. this is if this is a success, Henry Cavill or Cavill will continue on as Superman yeah. in what becomes the DC universe. So I think one one might say that it's a no-brainer, kind of like, you know, Batman versus Superman. It's a no-brainer. Superman could just punch Batman and he's dead. So, you know, <laughs> one of those uh, simple arguments. But I think there's a little bit more to it here. Um, but the, the no-brainer aspect is... The DCEU is not doing so well, with the exception of Wonder Woman. Uh, at least critically, has uh, not been received well. Uh, whereas Marvel, uh, they could do a movie about lollipops, it seems, and you know they would be successful. Not, uh, not to say that they haven't had. I, I'm trying to think. Um, you know, if if you want to pluck out of their their movies that they've done so far, I think this the second Thor was not as well received. Yeah. But 
put on the same level as, as Batman versus Superman or Suicide Squad. I don't think it's on that level of not as good. That makes any sense. Sure. sure. Um, but you know, like Marvel, it, Marvel isn't a you know an A plus across the board. They've got some Bs, maybe even a C. DCU, if you want to fix in that analogy, they've got more Cs than they do. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, out of their four films, you, I could probably say Wonder Woman's an A. Yeah. Suicide Squad's C or a D. C or D. <laughs> you know. So yeah. So, so an analogy. To so it. this is kind of interesting because I kind of been going back and watching the DC movies. Um, and specifically Suicide Squad, which, um, you know, Man of Steel, you know, had its a bit of its issues because everybody remembers the Richard Donner Superman as this big, uh, really fun, very bright colored, patriotic hero. Zack Snyder took it a bit of a different direction and made it a little bit more gloom, gritty, um, and not necessarily, I guess, as fun. I had fun watching it, but it wasn't a fun movie. Um, but like I said, I, I like the direction it went. Batman vs. Superman, um, uh, kind of still that gritty tone. Uh, Superman was kind of a mopey uh, person, not necessarily excited about being Superman, and, and, and that kind of rubbed people the wrong way. And then Suicide Squad was billed to be this great film. It's got a lot of, you know, I think of, of all the comic book characters, uh, you know, Batman and Superman are, at least for, for DC, the most famous, probably. Spider-Man and the X-Men are for Marvel. Um, you can just go anywhere with a, with a symbol or... Uh, a character drawing or whatever on a backpack or whatever, and everybody will immediately know who that is. Um, and, and I think Batman's bad guys are also extremely famous. Um, you know, if you throw out anybody, you know, Superman, I only know Lex Luthor. I, I literally know nobody else, even though they've made tons of films. Um, he's had, uh, I've obviously seen him in, Cartoons and whatnot. Um, I never really read the comics, but uh, Lex Luthor's the only one I know. Batman, there's you know Riddler, there's Joker, Penguin, Catwoman. You know the list goes on, and he, I think he's got the most famous lineup of adversaries. Um, you know, even with Spider-Man, there's Doctor Octopus and maybe uh, you know. Green Goblin, and I don't really know who much else from there. Um, so, an idea of a movie filled with all of his bad guys was a really good one, or at least an exciting one. But then saw the movie, and I, I went in like, "Oh yeah, it's going to be good." Came out, and I was like, "Yeah, was <laughs> not I want to like it. I'm trying to force myself to, but I don't think I did. It had, had good aspects to it. It was fun somewhat, uh, but it kind of fell short. Now, fast forward about a year and a half later, I'd only see, I only saw the movie once. Um, most of these other films I'd seen multiple times. 
The movie comes out on home video. I still hadn't seen it. I checked my on-demand the other day and saw that Suicide Squad, both the original theatrical cut and the extended version, were available. And I was like, ooh, I wanted to see the extended version because the extended version of Batman vs. Superman did... You know, I, I like the original version, but the extended version really elaborated on a lot of stuff and made it, in my opinion, a better film. Um, and then, you know, so I was like, maybe the extended cut will help. I watched the extended cut. I definitely noticed a couple scenes here and there that weren't in the original film. And I felt like there were some other things added, but I wasn't sure. Because, like I said, this was only my second time seeing the film for the first time seeing the director's cut or the extended cut. Um, but I really liked it. And like, I don't know, I keep trying to say to myself, I don't know if it's because it was the extended cut because I don't feel like it added a whole lot or if it was because I already had low expectations from the first time. viewing it. Uh, but I really like the lineup that DC offers. And I know you do as well. We, we talked about this in our last episode. Um, that it's not critically accepted well. But we all like it. And obviously Wonder Woman blew everything out of the water. Um, and, and it's probably the best of the four films. Um, and, you know, what, what were your thoughts with, with Suicide Squad? Obviously I think it's kind of the lesser of all of them. Uh, I haven't seen that one a second time yet um, and is that because you, you just kind of because it wasn't as well received as you had hoped and you're just not really ready to just jump back in well no because uh, I mean I just you know trying to you know manage you know with me am I gonna try to finish this TV show or do I want to watch a movie you know I think uh, it's just a matter of when are we gonna sit down and watch the, uh, watch the movie again because uh, with Man of Steel saw it in theaters pretty sure we saw it together um, went in with high expectations because it's Superman uh, and went in with the 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 Christopher Reed Superman is is what I I don't know if I can say I grew up with it because it came out before I was born. <laughs> uh, but my my introduction to Superman was Christopher Reeve. Uh, and so going into Man of Steel, it was a darker look, which normally when it comes to films, when they take something that was maybe a little lighter and do something darker with it, I usually tend to like it from the get-go. <clears throat> but with Man of Steel, uh, the thing that I took away from it from the first reading was all the flashback scenes to him as a kid with um, Kevin Costner character playing his dad. I could take those out of the movie, put them together as one, and that is a... I, I loved every flashback scene. Um, where it rubbed me the wrong way initially was how uh, you know and hopefully at this point our viewers have seen the movie <laughs> if not 
spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Um, but at the end, when he's fighting Zod, and he's just destroying, he's not purposefully, but he is in his fight. Buildings are falling down. Things are just being destroyed. I'm like, this is not Superman. Superman would take the fight somewhere else. Superman doesn't let people just die. Um, and so that's when I, when I, and then he ends up killing the Zod character, which again, I'm like, Superman is justice. He, he's like, I, I don't kill people. I, you know, that's just not what he does. And so I watched it, you know, a couple more times. And this is before it had been established that they were going forward with a DC universe. Um, but it took a couple of viewings to to enjoy it, I guess, uh, more fully. So I enjoyed it, but it was like, eh, that's not Superman. Um, but then seeing it again uh, a third time or a fourth time uh, allowed me to enjoy it a little bit more. And, I, and that's what I'm hoping to get from from Suicide Squad is watching it again, getting to watch, you know, maybe the initial viewing didn't enjoy it as much, but let me see if, if, if additional viewings or even seeing the extended cut will, will, will change that. Um, but, uh, but even with that, you know, coming out of the Man of Steel initially was uh, kind of a, eh, um, Suicide Squad, I think I had a little... The direction it went is where I jumped ship, so to speak. Um, I don't know if I was ready for the supernatural element yeah. that the Suicide Squad brought into the universe. Um, I think I was enjoying more of the down-to-earth aspect that... I mean, I know Man of Steel, he's an alien. He's from yeah. a different planet. Uh so I mean, for them to go into supernatural isn't a far stretch. But yeah, it just that's it still just grounded though. A aliens yeah. coming down those still so that that, that that that's the issue you know that I I have with Suicide Squad is that direction of we are jumping into supernatural elements you know from the from the from the get go. I was like I need a little more warm up before I get to that. Yeah, it um, did it, it did kind of jump into the paranormal, um, mystical, witch, and uh, demon possession kind of stuff real quickly. Um, and, and I think that was another thing, yeah, kind of like you, it, it was a little bit of a jump, uh, maybe too quickly. But it, the other thing was when I went into it, I was thinking, um, you know, especially with the way that the press led up to it, the fact that Jared Leto plays the Joker, um, it was well known that he did not hang out with the other cast members. Um, he wasn't with them unless they were filming a scene together. And so that made me think, and he's a method actor, so he, he, he jumps into his character and he wants to live as the character, basically. Um, and that, he, there are some kind of disturbing things that he did, um, which I don't know if we want to get into that. Um, basically, he sent like weird things to people, including 
used sexual items and things like that, dead animals and whatnot. It was just like, what is going on here? But the point was, he was not with them. And so that made me think, okay, so in the movie, he's not with them either. Except for, obviously, you know, um, there's going to be a crossing of paths at some point, but for the majority of the movie, they're separate, which makes me think, okay, the Suicide Squad, who's a, a gathering of all the worst of the worst bad guys from the Batman uh, gallery are uh, forced to team up together to take on an, a, a very formidable foe. And that made me think it was the Joker. And that the Joker was going, you know, pardon the pun, bat crazy. Um, and that there was no way to contain it other than, you know, and Batman, for whatever reason, couldn't do it. Uh, I don't know. Uh, so they hired the Suicide Squad. But obviously that wasn't the direction they went. That, I think that's the other, um, you know, the, the supernatural element. Um, Joker was not in the movie. Yeah. I felt like. He, he definitely had a uh, smaller presence than what was billed. Yeah. And for what yeah, trailers, the trailers, trailers. The... The, the weird press stuff, and yeah. all the things he was doing. Uh, so that that was that threw me off, and then not that it was this, obviously it wasn't a significant character, and I can't tell you what the character's name is, but he he uh, the Slip, Na- Native American, yeah. That really, uh, you know, every other character got this little background intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, as to who they were, what they did, what their specialty, uh, you know, was. You know, you had the guy that, you had Boomerang, who throws Boomerangs and uh, whatnot. But each character got a little background, and then when they get to starting their mission, here comes this new guy, Slipknot. I was like, well, well, where's his background? Who is he? Yeah. And then not five minutes later, he's he's dead. I was just like, yeah. He, they, they kind of, they, and I don't know, maybe the extended cut has more of him. I don't know. <laughs> no, the extended, the extended cut does nothing to help that character. Um, and to be honest, the when I saw Batman vs. Superman, the picture that uh, Wonder Woman is trying to track down, my thought was, when they showed the character, you had Wonder Woman, you had Chris Pine's character, and then there was a Native American. Okay. The quick glance, I thought, oh, is Slipknot going to be, like, I, I, I just, <clears throat> obviously you don't see the picture enough yeah. to know. It's kind of blurry, too. But before I realized, no, the Native American and Wonder Woman is a different character, I thought, oh, he's going to have a much larger role in Wonder Woman. But obviously that didn't come to pass. So, yeah, there was this, this throwaway character that I was like, what was the point? Yeah. Well, there was a point to it, but I feel like they could have gone a little bit better and maybe make you feel for the character. Um, but, you know, basically he was there to establish that, uh, you know, they, they injected things into their necks and said that they were explosives, but, you know, it's one of those things like, yeah, right, whatever. And so they used his character to show that, yeah. which, you know, uh, is useful, I guess, for the story, but it was just kind of like, Okay, he's he's here and now he's gone. Um, so yeah, I agree with that. But as far as uh, I feel like we've 
talking about negative on DC. Yeah, I mean all, all bad things. Yeah, but uh, positives that that I have taken out of the the, the DC movies. Um, the uh, uh, Margot Robbie uh, Harley Quinn Harley character, Quinn. yeah, I thought was was great. Um, the uh, Killer Croc. You know, when they said that he was going to be a character, I was like, okay, are we going to get somebody that looks like a crocodile cross that's also kind of like the Thing costume from the Fantastic Four, which was kind of a weird costume, not very great. You know, but I thought they did a great job with his character. Um, he, he is expanded upon a little bit in the extended version, which means because he only has like three lines in the whole thing. That's so like another frustrating thing about it, but, but obviously... Kind of, Obviously, Will Smith, I thought, did did uh, well with his role. Um, and then, like I said, I, with Man of Steel, I, I enjoy that movie so much more now also because of how they made the things that I thought were not right about the Man of Steel played into the storyline of Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Uh, you were saying that you know Batman, people are like uh, Superman's brooding, he's moody. Uh, well, it's because he's still dealing with the after effects of I killed Zod, yeah, and I shouldn't have, or, or you know, uh, you know, he's still reeling from the fact that he killed somebody and the destruction of the city. He, he is looked upon as a god. From some, but he's like, I am still dealing with the fact that a lot of people died because of my actions. Yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah. So when they when they flip that around to, we, we obviously they had a plan, I think, in place if they were gonna, you know, obviously when they're like, let's see if this is good, well, it'll be the launching pad. Um, you know, it, it seems like they had a plan in place of we're going to do these in Man of Steel, and then we are going to show you the effects of what happened here in the next movie. Yeah. Um, See, I, I, I really liked, I, I never had a problem with Man of Steel. I, I enjoyed it from the get go. Um, and, you know, I, I thought it was fun. It was kind of cool to see the origin story, and they changed some things. Um, you know, in the original comic, uh, Jonathan Kent dies from a heart attack, and this one it was a tornado, and, and just kind of, uh, you know, kept the mythology there, but it, it changed it. I kind of updated it for to make it a little bit more modern, and gave it more of a, you know, um, the, the, kind of the same feeling of like Superman is this mighty, mighty powerful, godlike creature, but there's still some things he cannot do. Um, and that was kind of the issue with the little, my dad had a heart attack. I couldn't stop it, no matter how powerful he is. And this one, it, it you know, he he did have the power to save his dad, but his dad told him not to, and he stood there and let his dad die because he respected his father. And of course, you know, the whole, it, you know, it's stereotypical, but it still still works. They had a fight literally two minutes before that, um, that kind of stuff. Um, and and I liked how he, he slowly be, kind of became who he was, and and you know, you mentioned how you had a problem with the destruction, 
and whatnot. I will say that scene kind of goes on a little too long, possibly. Um, but I kind of looked at it as this is literally the first time Superman, as we know him, Superman, the cape, the S on the chest and everything, presented himself and, you know, doesn't know how to, like, he's not a trained fighter. He just, you know, he's this really powerful guy. He doesn't need to know how to fight because um, there's no nothing to challenge him. And all of a sudden, this war uh, general, all this training and everything, kind of comes at him. And so, uh, and he obviously doesn't care about the planet. He wants to destroy it anyway, so he's going to do what he can to destroy it and whatnot. So I felt like it wasn't necessarily that big of a deal that all these buildings and whatnot were, were damaged and destroyed. And, um, you know, and that's also kind of one of the things I loved about the beginning of Batman vs. Superman is that you see it, you know, in, in, the, in Man of Steel, you're obviously there, you're with Superman, you're seeing it from his point of view. But in Batman vs. Superman, you're seeing it from Bruce Wayne's point of view. And it kind of harkened back to the feelings. There, you know, there's a scene where the, the plane runs into the uh, the world maker, the world engine, as they call it, um, creating the black hole or whatever it is that sucks the machine out into, into wherever. Um, and the way they shot it uh, harkened back to 9/11. You know, like I, I, I got that that feeling from it, um, and just you know. In, in Man of Steel, it's this big blockbuster, buildings falling, woohoo, whatever. But in Batman vs Superman, it kind of made it real. It made it made the the destruction feel realistic, and the stakes of that destruction and the death, obviously, that would result from that. And you know, we're almost uh, you know what, 16 years from 9/11 now, and it's still a big deal. You know, it's going to be, obviously. You know, people talk about the Kennedy assassination, you know, still today. Not Obviously not our generation, but um, people still talk about that moment in history. And so that, that kind of gave that fight sequence from Man of Steel uh, a permanence for me. And that was kind of cool, I thought. Um, obviously, Batman vs. Superman had introduced Batman. Um a lot of people were hesitant with Ben Affleck, but he uh, shined through. You know, he kind of made a bad image for Daredevil a few years before that. But he, he, you know, like Daredevil. <laughs> I, I did too, but it's got its issues. <laughs> um, and like, so, so again, he he was Bruce Wayne. He was Batman, and then you know Gal Gadot came in and. Uh, wowed everybody with her performance as Wonder Woman and, and Diana Prince. Um, and and I, I thought it put together uh, a great movie. Uh, you know, the, the, the biggest problem, I think, was that a lot of people have was the Martha moment uh, in the film. It was one of those things where, like, when, when they finally started showing, like, they kept showing Martha on the tombstone and stuff like that. It, was like, it, it dawned on me. I'd never thought of it. Both of mother's names are Martha. Um, and I, I can kind of get where they were going with it, but it was kind of a weird, awkward moment. 
because you know if our mother was being you know if we had to tell Batman to save our mom we wouldn't say save Jane you know you've got to save my mom <laughs> so you know it's kind of a weird moment um, and I even you know talking with people at, at where I work uh, you know they were asking me because they hadn't seen Wonder Woman yet um, and they're like you know uh, as we talked about with our Wonder Woman episode, that there were some preconceived uh, notions of whether or not it would be good. Uh, most people thought it's probably not going to be good because of DC's track record. Uh, but I basically just said, there's no Martha moment in the film. And, and that was kind of like a, an easy go-to thing to say, yeah, this is a good film. Um, but yeah, I, I like the grittiness. I like the seriousness. And the main reason I think I like it is because, although it may not be the most popular choice, it stands out from Marvel. When I look at DC and their movies, I can tell I'm watching a DC movie. I'm not confused. Um, obviously, there's it would be really hard to get confused when you see an S and a cape. Uh, you're like, is that is that Captain America? Um, <laughs> but, but you know if, if you're seeing you know obviously buildings falling both films have those and stuff you, you can automatically tell from the from the you know artistic style that Zack Snyder kind of set uh, that it's it's his world it's that world and, and they're going that direction and you know as bright and powerful and great as awesome as Superman is if an alien came out of nowhere destroying the city and although he says he's a good guy and you see that he can literally destroy the entire planet that would be really scary and I, I can see that there would be a huge divide and I, and I like that they're going that direction it's kind of a spider-man route you know that's the whole big issue with spider-man is that he's a good guy but people see him as a as a menace um, but it's kind of one of those things like in today's society, you can't really ignore that, especially with, you know, if there's big issues just going across the border to Mexico or, or or another country or something like that. This guy can go anywhere he wants. And yes, he, you know, uh, they mention it in Suicide Squad. What if Superman decided to go into the White House and kidnap the president or kill the president? Um, he has the power to do that in a snap. Uh, and, and that... I like that direction, and I think it's another reason why I kind of started to like Suicide Squad, because it, you know, if the next Superman, like, Superman now is good, we know that, we're not worried about him, but if the next Superman comes, you know, what's what's his deal? And so I kind of like that. Um, so, you know, with DC, they're kind of dark and gritty, obviously going with, with Batman as kind of their inspiration from that, but Marvel... They're a little bit more colorful, patriotic, light, fun. Um, not all of them are patriotic, it's mostly Captain America, <laughs> but uh, a little bit lighter, fun. You know, obviously, Avengers was like when when I popped that in, it's just a fun movie. Um, you know, they obviously deal with serious stuff, but it's just you know, uh, it's it's just fun to watch. And you know, I I of the Marvel movies. Uh, that have come out. That's the one I think I go back to more often. Is just the first Avengers film because it's just fun. It's just straight up fun, kind of what Wonder Woman was. 
but it had all the heroes, a good balance, and everything like that. But, you know, as with DC, they've got four films. So let's kind of compare it to the first four of... One, one thing that I can say for sure for me that stands out in the first four films for DC uh, versus Marvel that I think is a huge plus for DC. Uh, you mentioned it you know, before in our previous Wonder Woman uh, discussion, but her theme song. Yeah. You hear that, you know what it's for. Yeah. You can, if somebody asks you, hey, what's a Wonder Woman theme? Obviously, you you know you did your own audition. Um, I don't know if you can do the same for the Man of Steel or the Superman character, but the Hans Zimmer score for Superman I, I sticks can, out yeah, in my, my mind. I can hear I it. Can, in my head, yeah. I can play it in my head if I hear it. Uh, not as iconic, say, as John Williams' Superman. I don't know if you can ever reach that level of yeah. iconic heat. Iconic. Iconic. Yes. Um, But looking at the first four Marvel or even looking at their entirety, can you name me a musical theme? So, yeah, that's actually, there's a. uh, um, And I think you you shared that with me before. Yeah. So, there's a a video essay. uh, A person, I think it's Every Frame of Painting, is, is the name of the. Of the video channel, this guy he, he analyzes movies and whatnot, and he pointed out um, if, if it's not him, it's somebody else, obviously. But um, whoever it was, they pointed out that you know they asked a bunch of people, hey, sing, you know, just stop them on the street. Hey, what's the Star Wars theme? And they immediately sang it. Hey, what's Indiana Jones? Immediately sang it. What's Batman? Immediately sang it. And then what's Iron Man? And they just froze. Um, and so, yeah, the entirety of this Marvel Cinematic Universe doesn't have an iconic soundtrack, with the exception of Guardians, but those are all pre-existing uh, songs. Um, now, now, when I'm watching the Marvel movies, there are some themes that I know I pick up on, and I'm like, oh, I yeah. really like this. And and you, you'll hear it more, more than once. But to, for me to, to recall any of them... yeah. I can't. And, and like I said, I, I, I watched the Avengers, the first one, uh, more often than the others. And the, the opening DVD menu is uh, is 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 a bright theme of it, it's the Avengers theme. And you know when you pop it in, it's oh yeah yeah that's it that's right there. You know it doesn't doesn't seem like you would remember it. But then you know I watched that movie like two weeks ago, and I can't tell you what the theme is um but like you know uh, yeah so iron man clearly uh paved the way for for the entire universe of marvels um you the entire universe <laughs> ending your recording ended um so it paved the way for for everything obviously and it, it goes to show that um I think this is a notch for Marvel over DC. Marvel started, or DC started with Superman, second outing, Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman, which are all very famous, uh, well-known 
heroes when it comes to DC. Um, they're they're when, one of the three. Top. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are the top three. The the Trinity, as they they say. Um, Iron Man was one of those characters where I knew about him. <laughs> uh, didn't really know a whole lot about him um, or anything, and you know they turned this iconic or this hero that wasn't an icon as, as he is now uh, into a basically the poster child from Marvel. Robert Downey Jr. is you know almost one of those things where like. Um, you know, let's add a little, little bit more Iron Man to this movie to, you know, really get the seats filled up. Um, and so he's kind of, you know, and obviously Robert Downey Jr. is kind of the one who made the role, I think. Um, I don't know if any, anybody else would really be able to pull that off. Um, and there's no way to know, know that for sure, but uh, it's so ingrained as uh, Robert Downey Jr. now, you know, you, you say Robert Downey, you're like, oh yeah, Iron Man. You know, it's, you, you don't think of him as the chaplain or any of his other roles. I can't think of it. <laughs> I can't think of any of them because uh, he is Iron Man. Yeah. Um, after that was um, uh, Iron Man Two. Well, but Hulk. before that came out Hulk, which was actually Universal, um, different company. I don't know if they necessarily intended them to be the same universe or whatnot. Um, it's been a long time since I've seen the Hulk. Um, or is it the Hulk or is it the Incredible Hulk? That's the Incredible Hulk. Incredible Hulk. So I know Hulk is the one with uh, Eric Banner. Eric Banner. And that Eric. one is weird. Um, but but this one's Incredible Hulk with the. Um, What's his face? <laughs> Edward Norton. Edward Norton. I couldn't think of the guy's name. Um, but, you know, obviously at the end, like, you know, the first Iron Man had that tag sequence with uh, Nick Fury saying, the Avengers Initiative. And, you know, that got everybody geeking out. Um, but this one had a tease at the end with Robert Downey Jr. playing his Iron Man uh, persona, uh, coming in to talk to a general about the Avengers initiative. Um, and so I don't know if that was like one of those last minute decisions or whatnot. I don't know, but it was definitely the, I think that that was the first step of we are moving ahead. And yeah. guess what? We just linked Cause it, cause it Iron was a, Man to the Hulk. Yeah, because it, it was a big gamble. Now, without getting into too much detail, because this is all really complicated and whatnot, now Marvel's owned by Disney, but before before Marvel got Disney, I think I think right about Avengers is when Disney officially got them, uh, at least as far as the movie goes. Um, but before it was Paramount that was making the movies, except for Hulk, which was Universal, and so there's obviously issues with you know, rights, rights and whatnot. Fox has X-Men, Sony has Spider-Man, um, and Paramount at the time had everybody else, I guess. Um, and then Universal had... Well, I, I think uh, Marvel owned the characters. They were just using Paramount for distribution. Distribution, so yeah. So Paramount, I don't think, ever owned any of the characters. Okay. So, so yeah, like I said, it's, it's all really it's complicated, complicated and whatnot. 
but then finally, once Avengers came out, it is released as a Paramount film. I think they just finally finished it there. Um, but it went over to D- Disney, and now it's just Marvel Studios before the films. Um, but, you know, it's just the uh, interesting to see how they, you know, like I said, all these characters have rights issues and whatnot, and they somehow pull them together. So that's obviously a, a big deal there. And they had a lot of ways that they could have failed, but they, they pulled it through. Um, so I think another notch for Marvel is that, you know, like I said, DC and Warner Brothers, that's it. You know, they own everything. There's no problem with rights. And they can just, if they want to make a Superman film, they can make a Superman film. I guess there's, there were some little bit of rights because of like the original writer of Superman and his estate have some issues what whatnot there. Um, but for the most part, it's DC is like, yeah, let's, let's throw some Superman in there. And they can do that. There's no problem. Uh, with Marvel, you know, they... They sold a lot of rights all, all a long time before they were bought by Disney, which was uh, one of the reasons why they sold all their properties because they weren't making any money. <laughs> they were going bankrupt. They were going bankrupt. So they was like, hey, Sony, you want, us, want Spider-Man? You know, give us some money. We'll give them to you. You make his money. Um, and so uh, they had a lot of stuff that, like, I think it was a gamble. They were like, let's do this, and if not, we're done. Um and so, and another notch for Marvel there. Um, and, but, you know, the Hulk, or the Incredible Hulk, not that, mem- like, I don't, I, there, I remember the Hulk moments, and those are really cool and fun, and fun to see, but I haven't gone back to the film. I, um, I, th- I think generally, in the early days of, of Marvel, and it being within the first four films, I think the Hulk or Incredible Hulk is probably looked at as the the misstep. I don't know why, because I I love it. Now um, I I remember liking it, especially over the the Ang Lee Hulk film. Yeah, which was just weird. <laughs> um, but but like like I said, I don't find myself going back to it. Like I want to go back and watch the Iron Man ones. Um, just because I, I kind of want to get a refresher, but I'm not like jumping in. I own Hulk, the Hulk, uh, the Incredible Hulk, but uh, I'm not necessarily gung ho about jumping into watching that one. Um, and then, you know, Iron Man 2, it didn't really do a whole, like it, it was cool scenes and whatnot, but the story itself didn't wow anybody. Um, and I think a lot of people. Like it, it just kind of was like, almost like a rehashing of the first. It was. Iron it Man. was that we need to get Iron Man back out there, so yeah. let's make a movie. And you know, it, it introduced War Machine, and you know, I don't know. Maybe there were some issues. I, there were issues with casting because the first film had um, one actor, and the second one had another um, playing the same character. Um, so I don't know if that might have had anything to do with with its reception, but it didn't get received it did successfully well obviously financially but you know as far as like like hey let's watch iron man 2 <sighs> okay you know I'll, I'll watch it but i'm not like oh man let's watch it uh, well and the 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 incredible hulk again showing you know kind of proof that it was kind of the 
the red-headed stepchild or the green-headed stepchild for that matter. <laughs> um, they, within the Marvel Universe, up until Avengers 2, there really wasn't any reference to to that that story or that 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 movie in and of itself. Yeah. Because like with the uh, the uh, Rhodes character, they recast it. Well, when they introduced Hulk in Avengers, the Avengers he, was, he was a different actor, but it was supposed to have been from that same storyline. Yeah. Uh, but they've kind of ignored it. Uh, well, until Avengers 2, they brought... Uh, no, it was, it was Civil War. Or Civil War, sorry. Yeah. Uh, they, they brought, brought the, General. the General Ross character. I can't think of the actor's name, but he's kind of been the first, like, oh, hey, they're acknowledging that yeah. earlier Hulk movie uh, more legitimately. Um, and I, I, think, I think that if you like are really nerdy and whatnot, I think they have clips of... Because I think Iron Man 2... And Hulk take place at the same time. At the same time, as far as so, the yeah, timeline goes, and so like in the background, you can see um, news footage of the Hulk um, scene, like the Hulk uh, uh, hulking out scenes in New York and uh, at one of the universities that that he goes to uh, as news footage in the background, um, and so so they acknowledge it that way as well. But that's obviously more, you know, you blink and you miss it, whereas in Captain America Civil War, there's a full-on character with lines and scenes, and, uh, you know, he's throughout the whole movie. Um, and then, uh, I think, was it Thor that came out after that? So, yeah, I think, I think your yeah. first four are Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and Trouble Hulk, and Thor. Okay. Thor, I think, for Marvel, was... After having established, uh, like I said, you can look at Iron Man 2 as kind of a misguided movie because um, it seemed like it was a cash cow. Like, hey, we need to make another one because the first one did so well. Yeah. Um, then you had Incredible Hulk, which, again, wasn't well received, but had that crossover with Robert Downey Jr. appearing to the General Ross character in a bar. Uh, with the Avengers in it, and that's where you, I think, as an audience, you're like, oh, Marvel's really, they really are doing this Avengers. Yeah. And then, you know, you already had the you know, the news that the Thor movie was coming. And back at that time, I, the whole rights thing, I never even was really aware of, oh, Sony owns these guys, Fox owns these guys. I never really even thought about that, even though Universal and Paramount, two different companies, had the same character. But the, the Thor movie was probably one of their first kind of gambles in setting up the universe. Yeah. Uh, because it was a more kind of out there character and storyline you're introducing as guardian yeah. mythology. No, not, not only are you and, introducing mythology and, and magic and whatnot, but you're also introducing a real uh, historical figure um, from Norse mythology. Everybody knows who Thor is, but you know, as a character, you know, guy who wields a hammer. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of silly. Yeah. But I think that came out, and 
was a success. It was, uh, I just remember being kind of a quirky movie. It was a funny movie. Uh, that, that is one of those ones where you might even say there's a little bit of a reversal of the born sexy yesterday trope because you've got Thor coming to yeah. birth with not that he's complete a complete idiot, but as far as the way Earth, you act Earth on customs, Earth, yeah. you know, he's he's brand new to those types of customs. Um, and he is a rather attractive man. <laughs> man there you go. Um, um, but uh, but I think the success of Thor uh, I, like if Thor had failed, I think Marvel would have had a lot of rethinking to do. But with that being a success, it just opened up the the door for you know what we don't have to have where DC has Superman, Batman, their most iconic characters. We've got a whole slew of side characters that we just proved with Iron Man, and we just proved again with Thor. They can be a success. Yeah. Let's let's now do a movie called Guardians of the Galaxy with characters that nobody knows who they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think, you know, I think Marvel had a huge hit up front. Not complete failures, but just mediocre. And then kind of came back up with, uh, you know, Thor, Captain America, and then Avengers, although that's, that's five films out. Um, just basically was a big middle finger to everybody's like, yeah, we did it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, the, 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 you know, the gamble paid off, and, and, and we are now a powerhouse. We talked a little bit before on this, you know, where uh, Iron Man was made as Iron Man. I don't know, obviously, because I don't work for Marvel, uh, but it didn't seem like there was a plan to, hey, we make, Mar we make Iron Man right now. Guess what? In 10 years... We're making Avengers. I don't think that was in place. Yeah, I, I know they, they mentioned that the tag tagline at the end where Nick Fury says, I want to talk about the Avengers, was more of just like a, um, like kind of like at the at the end of Back to the Future, the original, they had no intention of making a sequel, but they ended it with saying, hey, we, we need to go check on your kids. And then, of course, it was successful, and they're like, well, let's let's do that. So, so yeah, I know that that they just kind of threw it in there as a, as a fun game. So, so yeah, I think Iron Man was made as Iron Man. Um, <clears throat> for, uh, Iron Man two and Incredible Hulk in a way were like, okay, we might have a thing here. We might be able to build a universe. So let's start building the universe with with Iron Man two. And there was a little bit of a struggle because the I think the focus wasn't necessarily the story; it was how do we build our universe. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Incredible Hulk I think was still made with the intention of you know let there it was Universal we're just making an Incredible Hulk movie, but hey, you know what? This universe idea might be a good idea. Why don't we have Tony Stark have a little quick cameo here to help establish that universe. Yeah, and so, um, see, so yeah, I think like like I said, Marvel kind of started up high, 
dipped a little bit and then came back up. DC, although we like it, it started off low and then came back. And it went. It started off mediocre, dipped real low. <laughs> Suicide Squad, I think, was kind of universally not liked. Disappointed. Disappointing. Uh, but then Super Supergirl. Wonder Woman um, really just kind of blew everything out of the water. And like you, like you were talking about, I think in the last, uh, I don't know if it was this episode or last episode, but talking about how there was a picture of Wonder Woman, a uh, comic book cover of her holding or, or hoisting Batman and Superman on her shoulders, carrying them out of, out of the trenches or, or battle or something. Um, and yeah, so I think Wonder Woman's carrying the DC universe right now, um, and hopefully it's going to carry it into a good good direction with uh, Justice League coming out. I, th um, I think that's you know um, the the future. I was I was already looking forward to what the DCU was was yeah. bringing, um, but I think with Wonder Woman, I'm like you know what. I think I'm even more excited because we've got the Justice League coming out. Yeah. Uh, they're working on a Man of Steel 2. Um, there's a, obviously a Green Lantern in, in, yeah, in, in the future. In 2020 uh, or something. Hopefully Ryan Reynolds stays as far away from it as possible. <laughs> um, with Marvel, I mean, their future is a little more planned out. Uh, you know, you could go pull up in it and you could see exactly what they have coming, but, you know, yeah. obviously coming up soon, you've got uh, the next Thor movie, you've got uh, Black Panther movie. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man's the next Spider-Man, you know, uh, and then ultimately the the end game of what the they started was yeah. their, you know, the Infinity. Uh, so the, they both have a lot of potential and a lot of stuff that I'm looking forward to in the coming years. Yeah, one thing that uh, I was reading somewhere that um, one of the re uh, one of the reasons why someone thinks Marvel is ex is as successful as it is is because of its interwoven storyline, and uh, and I think we're gonna have to give our final thoughts. We're going a little bit over, over time here, but um, almost saying almost say, basically saying that like. It doesn't really matter what they do so much now. Obviously, if they uh, put five dollars into the budget and have you know, you know, teenagers come out dressed in in cardboard, it would be a failure. <laughs> but um, you know, they could they have a little bit more breathing room because even if you're not a fan of Thor, Black Panther. Uh, Spider-Man or any of these other characters, um, you know, you just want to focus on Captain America or something like that. They've made it to where you kind of will pretty much go into the next movie thinking, oh crap, what did I miss in the one that came out before this because of all their interconnectedness. Um, and so, you know, they basically have made it to where even if you're not a fan of Thor, and those other guys, you're going to go see Thor because it's going to lead up to the next one, 
and the last movie led up to Thor, and so you just you just got to know what it is, even if you don't want to go see it. Um, and so uh, that I think is kind of amazing, and, and I kind of see their point. Um, it's kind of odd to because you know I'm excited to see all of them, um, so I don't know what it's like to be like I don't know about Thor, <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, I mean, I can I can say that of you know the earlier films, you know, like you said, the second one didn't really shine. Um, I still enjoyed it, but uh, it had its issues. Um, but yeah, it's you know I think I think if you want to put it on a scale, I think Marvel is a little bit better with their execution. Um, not saying that they're necessarily better at everything. Um, DC, I think, you know, you were saying that they made Man of Steel. Weren't sure if it was going to be successful, and if it wasn't, they are just going to kind of scrap their Justice League project. Um, but it was successful enough, and they, they, they took it. Um, and I think, you know, with Avengers and the, and, the DC, and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it kind of was basically like, you know, Marvel, you got to get your, or DC, you got to get your, your, your butt in the game or else, you know, you're going to be really far behind. Mar so Marvel started and kind of was able to take their time. Yeah. DC's like, we got to catch up. Yeah. And, and I think that, that I think is mainly the problem with DC is that they're, they're playing catch up. Uh, but I think, I think with Wonder Woman, they're, I don't know if they've caught up yet. We're going to see with Justice League, but they definitely um, made a huge advancement. Um, you know, Marvel kind of seems like maybe they've lapped DC a couple of times with Wonder Woman. Now I feel like they're, they're, uh, there's not so much of a, a gap between them now. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, they'll have Spider-Man and, and Thor coming out this year. Uh, but hopefully, even though Marvel has two films, uh, DC only has Justice League. Uh, hopefully, uh, Justice League will follow suit. So, so I'd say Marvel a little bit better than DC, but I like where DC's going. Well, yeah, I, I agree. I I favor Marvel. Uh, don't know if I can say it's just because they've been doing it for so much longer and are so much more well-established. Uh, or is it just because I know the DC or the the Marvel characters more yeah. than I do? Obviously, I know Spider-Man or Superman and Batman yeah. um, without a doubt. But uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm outside both, uh, and I mean, I, I hope we don't ever get tired of it, but. You know, everybody's jumping on the the shared universe bandwagon, yeah. and we'll see if we'll see how long they can ride the wave of uh, you know the opening or establishing shared universes. So you got Transformers, you got the Mummy universe, uh, GI Joe. Well, GI, Transformers and is going to incorporate GI Joe. Yeah, and, you know, so it's just like everybody wants to. To do what Marvel is doing. Yeah. So that's 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 what it is, folks. <laughs> that's uh, the way the cookie crumbles. 
Um, so we just weighed on it, weighed in on the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, the DCU EU, and uh, let us know what you guys think. You know, email us at uh, cinematicbrotastic at gmail.com. Uh, tell us if you loved or hate either of the films you talked about. Um, but uh, you know, join us next time. Um, we'll hopefully have some reviews of the latest movies and our thoughts on things like cinematic universes. Uh, but until next time, we'll see you at the movies and check your ticket stubs.